Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Rhino is in Studio X. Even his powers will be put to the test tonight, my friends. Let's get this out of the way, first and foremost. I have been ill all week. I feel like people think I have grieved more than I have because my voice is just shot. So we may have you may have a moment of silence. It is not a pregnant pause. I am not thinking of anything. I'm just coughing, and I had to mute myself. So we'll get through that together, though, as best we can. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. It has certainly been, well, there's no other way to put it, a hell of a week for Mississippi State and its, its fan base. Uh, the last uh, 72 hours or so, going all the way back to Sunday, really. Uh, and obviously the top story that we all know at this point is the untimely passing of Coach Mike Leach. I, I don't think, and even I am I'm guilty of this, I don't think we all realized how beloved nationally our head coach was, the head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, was until he was taken away. Because the outpouring of love and respect and incredible stories and humorous anecdotes and, and, and grief has just been, it's been overwhelming. Even for me, you know, a thousand miles away from the, uh, the, 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 the family. You know, I'm not, I'm, you know, to see all this has been, I've been like, wow. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, I don't, I'm gonna. Have, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give a little. I'm not trying to give a eulogy or anything here, but you know, I said a lot of things about Mike Leach. A lot of positive, a lot of negative. It's part of my job. You know, I criticized him. I'm sure if he had ever listened to this show, he'd had plenty of criticism from me, and I would have. I would have just had to wear it. And I don't know that I, the term I would say is that I was hard on him or anything like that. I don't think that I was, but. Maybe I didn't see the forest for the trees in some in some instances. You know, the program was obviously progressing in the right direction. And I said all year long I was going to wait until the egg bowl to make my decision on what I thought, and they they progressed in the in the in the correct fashion. And now this program is in a really good spot, to be totally honest with you. Mike Leach came in and 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 if nothing else, he did that job. He took a program that was very wobbly when he took it over. He had a lot of issues off the field and on the field, and he, he, he gave you that solid foundation upon which to build. It's, it's simply unfortunate that he will not be a part of that building process any longer. As you've all seen by now, uh, and we've talked about it on Sports Talk Mississippi, we've talked about it on, uh, on Thunder and Lightning on the podcast, that uh, Mike Leach was at my home uh, Saturday night uh, for my annual Christmas party. I, I had invited him on Monday. 
he, you know, he's like, well, Ron, you know, obviously we've got recruiting going on, but we'll see if I can't, you know, get over there. Uh, shoot me a text on Friday that's, uh, and remind me. And then you have all the events of last week with Dylan Johnson and everything else. And uh, I went ahead and sent him the text thinking, well, I mean, even if he could find the time, maybe, you know, he, he might not want to do it. You know, it's been a rough week. And I'll be darned if that night I uh, I got a phone call. I missed a call from Mike Leach. I called him right back. Ran outside so my, my guests wouldn't know who I was talking to. I wanted to try to surprise them. He's like, yeah, yeah, what's the address? We're coming. We'll be there. We we just ate, so we may not eat too much, but we're, we're definitely coming. So I gave him the address, and he showed up. And to the delight of everyone there, uh, took a little football with us. But, you know, but you know Mike Leach. That's never going to be the topic of conversation for too long. Got pictures with some of the folks, including some people who brought their kids. Got a couple of pictures with them. Thought, it, you know, he couldn't have been more gracious. Uh, spoke to my wife, complimented her cooking. And uh, when he left, he said, Brian, you know, this is great. Definitely want to come back next year. Let's see if we can't do this after signing day. I'll stay the whole night. And I guarantee you he would. He would stay the whole night. I'd end up having to kick him out of my house at some point. At 2 in the morning, be like, Coach, I just can't go any further with you. And so I shook his hand. I said, we'll see if we can't make that happen, Coach. And uh, he left. And I could not have had any idea that I would never see him again. And so the word that I've used the most over the past week, and, and you know, Today is going to be kind of the last day where we talk about this. Obviously, we'll have to bring up Mike Leach throughout the rest of time. But the grieving process and the, the rationalization and all that, I'm going to try to get past that starting today. And we got plenty to talk about in the rest of the show, plenty. But I couldn't have known. You know, It was the last time I would ever, ever see him. And it's just been surreal to me these past few days. I can't tell you the number of people who have reached out to me to see if I'm okay which is a two-pronged thing for me. A, I am okay. Um, I appreciate everybody asking, but I'm okay. Like I, it, 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 like I said, it, it's definitely surreal. It's weird that he, you know I, I had that interaction with him, but I'm fine. So if you if you, you've got me in your prayers, and some people have said they do, I certainly appreciate that. And Lord knows I need all the prayers I can get. But please, you know. Direct your prayers to the Leach family, to his 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 wife, uh, to his his children, and of course the MSU football team, the players there, the coaches. Those are the guys who really need you right now. If they if you're going to lift somebody up, that that's who I would suggest doing that to. And so, no, Mike Leach leaves an incredible legacy, not only as a, a, a head a head coach, but as a character of the game, a legend of the game, a man who innovated football and a man who gave us all a lot of moments of joy. You know, I, I was talking to somebody about this earlier today. You think about college football, and, and, you know, I like to make fun of the whole toxic thing with the egg ball rivalry. But college football, there is a lot of bad blood in college football between fan bases, between coaches and players. But Mike Leach seemed to be a guy that, for the most part, obviously he had some exceptions. For the most part, everybody had a kind word about Mike Leach and enjoyed being around him and felt like they learned something from him every time they talked to him. I certainly did. And felt like he gave more than he got. Or, that, yeah, than he took. 
when it came to life. You know, you, you could not be around Mike Leach and him not give something of himself to you. Maybe a conversation, a photograph, a kind word, a joke, anything. Mike Leach was a, was a giver in that instance and was always willing, to my knowledge, never, never big-timed anybody, never, never turned anybody down, would have a, a great conversation with, with anyone. You've seen the stories coming in of him talking for 30 minutes for people who had the wrong number. Just an absolutely massive loss to the game of college football and to the state of Mississippi. And, you know, it's one of the things that life goes on and football goes on. And we're going to have to talk about that in in just a minute, you know, how football is going to go on at Mississippi State. But for a brief three-year window, Mississippi State was coached by one of the greatest coaches to ever coach college football. He completely changed what Mississippi State football was during his short time there. He turned a program that had been a three-yard-in-the-cloud-of-dust program since the beginning of time into one of the nation's best passing offenses. And he brought a lot of people a lot of joy along the way. He was a good man. He was a good person. If any of us are lucky enough to have a third, a quarter of the people talking positively about us the way people have about Mike Leach over the past two days, then you, you know you did okay. You know that you, you lived a good life. You know you lived a memorable life. And Mike Leach certainly did that. So we will miss him here in Starkville. I will miss seeing Mike Leach on the sidelines. I will miss hearing him at the press conference and, uh, I'll just miss him. He was a good guy. And uh, I guess that's, to, to quote Forrest Gump, that's all I've got to say about that. When we come back, we're going to talk football. Mississippi State has a new head football coach. Not an interim head football coach, a the man. Zach Arnett is now in charge of your Mississippi State football program. We'll talk about that. We've got some recruiting news to talk about. Commitments flying in for Mississippi State. Uh and this weekend, you know, we're, we're six days or seven days away today from National Signing Day. So we've got that coming up. And then, of course, we've got to talk a little hoops, a little hoops as well. So lots to talk about here on a, uh, on a Wednesday night. We'll get to all of it when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Listen up! There is a storm coming! It's 
special sponsor on tonight's show, Kroger Brand Cough Drops. Honey Lemon soothes sore throat pain, temporarily relieves coughs. Kroger Brand Cough Drops. Tonight's special sponsor of the Thunder and Lightning Mile podcast. This is Brian Adad. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. So, I was taken by surprise earlier this afternoon during Sports Talk Mississippi. Uh, Pete Thamel of uh, Sports Illustrated, I'm sorry, he's with ESPN now, uh, breaks the news, and he is the unmitigated king of breaking coaching search news, um, that Zach Arnett would be made the permanent head coach on a four-year deal for Mississippi State. This is a, a decision that you can play a lot of devil's advocate with on both sides. I think for the the, the the MSU perspective on this deal, obviously stability was something they wanted to have. I think that long-term, Zach Arnett has the potential to be a great head coach. And so maybe Mississippi State, Dr. Keenum, decided, go ahead, let's go ahead and give him the job. We feel confident that he's going to work out long-term. We want to make sure that we can maintain our recruiting class. We want to make sure that the transfer portal is, is our friend and not our enemy. And we feel like the continuity that Zach can provide is what this program needs at this moment. And honestly, I can't argue very hard against any of that. If you had told me the other way, though, if you said, look, this is an SEC West football program, they should be doing a national search, you know, you don't sacrifice the program for one recruiting class, again, I'm not going to argue too hard against you. I see both sides of the coin. I will say, excuse me, I will say that in this day and age with the portal, you've got to be careful. And I will say also, and I agree with my friend Paul Jones from 24-7 Sports, when he said this, that Arnett and, and the rest of the staff, they didn't do anything to lose their jobs. So if you if you hire a new coach, he's going to want to come in and bring in his own staff. These guys didn't do anything to make them lose their jobs. They just came off the best season they've had. They're recruiting well. You know, It, it doesn't make sense to punish them. And the other thing is, if Arnett doesn't work out, this is the transfer portal error. You can you can flip your roster around for a new coach, no problem. I think Arnett's going to be successful. That's just my first gut instinct is that I, I believe in the guy. Uh, in my dealings with him, I think he's a smart coach. I think that he has turned Mississippi State's defense into a winning defense. It was starting to slip there at the, you know after the you know 2018. They were so good. 2019 that that defense took big steps back. And didn't look like it was going to be very good in 2020. If you if you can recall, a lot of my pregame and preseason uh, podcasts from 2020, I talked about well, with Mike Leach, you think the offense is going to be good, but you know defensively they're probably going to struggle. And it was the other way around. And I've said it for the last three years that Mississippi State has not lost a game due to defense the entire time Zach Arnett has been here, and now he's the head man. This was sort of a, a thing that, I mean, National Signing Day is seven days from today, guys. It is a week from today. You have visitors coming in this weekend, high school kids and uh, transfer portal kids. you got to be able to sell them on something. you got to be able to tell them something. You know, you don't want to go into National Signing Day and, like, half of your class doesn't sign, and they're going to wait it out till February to get poached by everybody. You can't have it. You cannot have that in this day and age. You got to keep that stability. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. 
You just you pull a more head and you move on. But if it does work out, you've locked this guy in at 36. Youngest head coach in the uh, in the SEC. By a, what, three-year margin over Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. If you think you've got your guy, make him the guy. I said that a couple years ago with LSU and Joe Brady. I said, if you think you got your guy, why don't you just make him the guy? They didn't do it. And here we are. See where, see where LSU, they, you know, they had to they had to rebuild. I have I have long thought since basically the first few games I with Zach Arnett, I thought this is a guy who will be a head coach sooner rather than later. I didn't could never have predicted the path that he would end up having to take. But I think he's he, he has all the tools to be a successful coach. I'm interested to see how they reshuffle the staff. Obviously, with Arnett becoming the head coach, that leaves you with one assistant spot open. So do you hire a, another defensive coach to replace him? You hire a defensive coordinator? You know, a lot of people are saying, well, Leach was the offensive coordinator. He didn't need anybody. Well, Leach had been a head coach for all those years, though. That's, that's a lot to put on the plate of a, of a guy in his first time as a head coach. Do you promote somebody from within as your defensive coordinator? I think that if you did, the name that, that everybody would, would rally around is Matt Brock, Mississippi State linebackers coach, outstanding recruiter, good young coach. Him being the D.C. With, with, with Arnett working right there, I think that would be a great relationship. And then if you do that, obviously, then you've got to find somebody on the offensive side of the ball. You need an offensive coordinator. I've seen some texts coming in. Let me let me read a few of them here, here on the uh, the text line. Uh, since coach call coach Leach called all the plays, the state have an OC on staff who will call plays in the bowl game. There is no per se offensive coordinator. Obviously, that was Mike Leach's job. Um, you had the offensive, you had the passing game coordinator Steve Spurrier Jr. and the running game coordinator Mason Miller. If you made me guess. I would guess that Steve Spurrier Jr. will call plays in the bowl game, and then State will hire an offensive coordinator. Two names that have been thrown out that I really like: Seth Luttrell, who's the former head coach at uh, North Texas. He's an air raid guy, coached under Leach, played under Leach, and then Graham Harrell, who's now the offensive coordinator at West Virginia. Again, played under Leach, coached under Leach, air raid guy. I think State's going to have to keep the air raid going for a couple of seasons. I don't feel like they can just automatically transition out of it to a a spread RPO or a, a zone read kind of offense. You're not you don't have the talent for it first of all. First and foremost, you don't want Will Rogers running the ball 10, 12 times a game. You got to kind of stick with what what you got here. I think, and I think Arnett part of the reason he 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 came to Mississippi State is he believed in what Leach was doing with that offense. I'm interested to see how much leeway he gives his offensive coordinator considering how much Leach gave him as defensive coordinator, which was total. Leach didn't care about the defense. He, he let Arnett handle all that. Will Arnett be hands-off with his offense? As a first-time head coach, you would think that the, the urge would be there to put your fingerprints on everything, but that's why a guy like Latrell is interesting to me as a former head coach. Somebody Arnett could lean on and, and learn from a little bit, but at the same time, somebody you would think Arnett would trust with the offense. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to hire from without, from outside, long term. But I do think that for this bowl game coming up, the ReliaQuest Bowl, uh, they will uh, they will, they will, will probably just go with Spurrier to call plays. 
I wonder what the I mean, how different is it gonna look in just in the bowl game? I have no idea. I have no idea what to expect from this uh this team offensively in in this bowl game. I already thought it was gonna be a low scoring game. And now you got you have a guy, you know, first time play caller out there. So I don't know. I I do think this. I think that team's going to show up ready to play, and they're ready to, to be motivated to try to honor their, their 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 coach one last time. Maybe I'm just a sucker for a for a fairy tale ending on that one. I don't know, but I feel like they'll show up. I'm interested to see what state does. I, you got to imagine. I'm sure there'll be a sticker at the very minimum on the helmet in terms of a skull and crossbones, but will State go and try to put Adidas to work and, and try to put together some sort of pirate-themed skull and crossbones on the helmet, black and white? I don't know. I don't know. I would like to see something like that. I feel like that would be a, a fine and fun and fitting tribute, especially when you're playing in a stadium with a pirate. That's the most incredible piece of serendipity ever, right? Uh, of of state's final bowl game being played in the stadium where there is a pirate ship with cannons and everything. It's funny how life works sometimes, guys. Yeah. If you don't think God has a sense of humor, you are wrong. He, he definitely has one. He definitely has one. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some recruiting because there's been some good news uh, for the Bulldogs, these past few uh, past couple weeks, they've been p- picking up some commitments here and there, including getting some guys out of the transfer portal that I've been pretty impressed with. Uh, the, the way that they've been they've been been working the portal, and this weekend's going to be no different for them. They've got they've got guys coming in. Feels like they have some some recruiting momentum to maybe push this class into the, closer to the top twenty five. And if that's the case, considering all this turmoil that we've had. The past you know week or so, that would be a huge win for Mississippi State. So I'm interested to see how it goes. You know what's coming. Everybody's favorite song in the next segment. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Thunder and Lightning Live. I'm Brian Haydad. This is Super Talk, Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. If you ever missed the show, or if you just love hearing my voice, so yeah, strain though it might be, you can always check out the Thunder and Lightning podcast feed, where not only do you hear this show, but you hear the Thunder and Lightning podcast, which is five days a week. Plus, we got special stuff all the time, like today, where uh, we re-uploaded our podcast from January 9th of 2020. That is the day that Mike Leach was officially hired. Mississippi State and decided to want to hear that and relive some of the excitement 
uh, that surrounded us uh, at that time. So I thought that was a cool thing, and you guys seem to have enjoyed it from your comments on Twitter, which I appreciate. And, of course, you know, Super Talk Mississippi, we provide a lot of great uh, content, not just for Mississippi State fans, but for Ole Miss fans with the Rebel Report, the USM fans with the Eagle Hour, and, of course, the Sports Talk Mississippi podcast. It's all available. It's all free. You can't miss it at Super Talk. What do you say we play the song there, Rhino? All right. Uh, if that doesn't make you happy, nothing can. So Mississippi State has been doing pretty good, you know, in, in the recruiting world over the past couple weeks. Uh, picking up commitments going back to uh, December the 6th with the commitment of Bryce Pollock, a cornerback from Georgia, 6'1", 175. Pretty good offer sheet. Flipped him from uh, from Pittsburgh, had offers from Ole Miss, uh, Colorado, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina. So, yeah, good offer sheet. A guy that, you know, anytime you can go into Georgia, I feel like that that's a place that's so talent-rich. That sometimes evaluators get tired. They get tired of giving out four stars, so you can find underrated guys there because they just like look. We can't have a hundred and twenty-five four stars from the state of Georgia. Somebody's got to be a three star. So you get into that sometimes. So Bryce Pollock, uh, that commitment on December the uh, the sixth uh, for Mississippi State, and then over the weekend uh, they picked up a couple of more commitments. Um, starting with a punter, Keelan Crimmins, from Australia. He's from Australia, mate. I can't do it. Uh, can't wait to talk to that guy in a press conference setting. Learned that Australians, and I learned this. We learned this from Mike Leach at the party Saturday night. That, that they do. In fact, it's not a stereotype. They say good day, mate, to everybody. So that's exciting. I don't know anything about this guy as a punter. I just know that punters, by and large, have done really, really well uh, from Australia when they've come over. You've, you remember Brad Wing at LSU was an All-American, so they've they've had great punters from that from the land down under there. Um, Saturday night, state picks up a commitment from Amari Smith, big offensive lineman, six foot seven, two hundred ninety-five pounds, out of Brookhaven, Mississippi, out of Old Brook, the Panthers. Um, a late bloomer here in the process. He's just started to take off a little bit as a as a prospect, but State got him on campus and, and, and got him wrapped up. State's offensive line class, big kids, really big kids. You look at the, these guys, uh, starting with, uh, with Zay Alexander. You know, let's look at the in-state kids. Zay Alexander from Tupelo, 6'7", 315. Just mentioned Amari Smith, 6'7", and 295. Then you have Malik Ellis from Laurel. He's only 245 at six foot five. If you're worried about that, I would tell you that Charles Cross was about that same weight. He'll, he'll put the weight on for sure. You have Jaden Hobson from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Hillcrest uh, High School there, 6'5", 293. And then, of course, everybody's favorite. Love lifting us up where we belong. Joe Crocker out of Tennessee. He's six foot six and 310 pounds. So, you know, when we talked about the air raid before, we talked about, you know, Leach always wanted uh, tackles at almost every position. Wanted to have, you know, guys who can get out and have wingspan because you have those big splits. 
So you had to have you know guys who could who could block out, out wide. So this is the kind of group that looks like that on paper, uh, if nothing else. And then State has hidden the transfer portal for a couple of guys over the the past week. Two native Mississippians who went out of state uh, for college and then came back in. Radarius Jones, Radar Jones, out of Horn Lake, Mississippi. He was part of that fantastic 2019 class that we all remember. He would have been teammates with N'Kobe Dean there at Horn Lake. Um, he was a four-star kid out of high school, went to LSU, was academically ineligible this past year, but has gotten all that cleared up and then entered the portal. He committed to Mississippi State on Tuesday. And then today, uh, one day after entering the portal, Kamari Rogers, who's a cornerback uh, originally from Columbia, Mississippi. Is that right, Columbia? No, I'm sorry, he's from Madison. He's from Holmes County High School. Uh, went to Miami a season ago, was one of the state's top-ranked players, now headed back to Starkville, or headed back to Mississippi and headed to Starkville uh, in this part of this transfer portal class. DBs, state's losing four starters back there. So they need depth for sure, but they definitely need players who can play. Both of these guys are going to have opportunities. I would think Rodgers will have a great opportunity to come in in the spring and and work alongside DeCamry and Richardson for that other starting cornerback position. And then Jones, you know, do you want to have him at corner? Do you want to have him at safety? But he's going to provide depth for you uh, all over the place. So these are these are good pickups for State uh, in the transfer portal. And then this weekend, you know, they've got more guys coming in in the transfer portal. The guy, the fact that these two kids committed, Rogers and Jones. Now, obviously, them being Mississippi kids makes you think that maybe they just wanted to come home. And they weren't, you know, overly concerned about Mike Leach, which seems odd. But they are defensive guys too. Got to think. They knew that, you know, Zach Arnett and the way that that's set up, that they, they, you know, Mike Leach wasn't really a huge factor in their 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 play and preparation. Right? They were going to be left alone on the defensive side of the ball. So maybe they just committed, you know, regardless. But just for me. I look at it and I say, you know, these guys committed to a program where you didn't know who the head coach was going to be five hours ago. Maybe they knew something. They maybe maybe the word was already out that uh, that Zach Arnett was going to be the head coach. I don't know. I don't know, but that's a good start to the transfer portal uh, for Mississippi State. I, I would imagine State will add five to six more transfers on top of whoever else they sign. Uh, in the class now, I would say I think you know if you look at the, there's a couple kids who visited last weekend. You've got the, a kicker from Cincinnati. I'm sorry, I don't have the name in front of me, but all indications were he he's expected to commit. State needs a kicker, obviously. Gunner Britton is an offensive lineman from Western Kentucky. That is an air raid school. Uh, Britton is a starting offensive lineman. Was an All Conference USA offensive lineman for them. He had a good visit this past weekend. Feels like maybe he's trending towards uh, Mississippi State. A couple other kids were in town. A couple of high, uh, a high school uh, prospect, Luke Coe, a cornerback, currently committed to Cincinnati. Looking like he might make the flip uh, to Mississippi State. And then the, the, the guy that you didn't know was going to be here last weekend, and it's only came out because he tweeted about Coach Leach and, and his respect for Coach Leach and said, I just saw you on Saturday is the player that everybody's talking about in the state of Mississippi from a Mississippi State perspective, Isaac Smith, the safety out of uh, Fulton, Mississippi, 
who has visited Mississippi State upwards of at least ten times at this point, made every home game, has made a couple of unofficial visits, was here during the summer for camp, was here during the spring. He will visit, excuse me, he will visit LSU this weekend. His final official visit, obviously, before signing day. And that's just going to be, you know, what State has to wait out. I feel like State has done everything they can possibly do to make this guy feel like a priority. He's a guy that I think could come in as a true freshman and be a starter just because State is so uh, needing help back there in the secondary. He's been on campus so many times. You, you, you can't recruit this guy any harder, I don't think, than you have if you're Mississippi State. That's a, that's a battle they need to win. That's that's the one. You know, you look at the top guys in the state of Mississippi according to twenty four seven. You know, three of the top five are committed to Ole Miss. Dante Dowdle, the running back from Picking, is committed to Oregon. Will that stick? We'll see. And then you have Smith. Now, if you get if you get him, and you can get Caleb Bryant, the uh, defensive lineman out of my hometown in Vicksburg. Well, then you have six of the top ten, and that's a good looking group, right? You feel good about that. But they need Isaac Smith. He he really is the linchpin of this class. He is the make-or-break guy for Mississippi State in this class. If they get him, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be as good a player, but he, where State is from a recruiting perspective, his signature would be like getting Jeffrey Simmons was a few years ago. You would feel like you won on signing day if you get Isaac Smith in the class. So you've got to do it. You've got to survive this weekend with LSU and go forward. State didn't get the last vacant week visit with uh, with Jeff Simmons either. If you want to look back at, at those days, so seven days away uh, from re- recruiting from National Signing Day, we talking. Well, I won't be. I'll tell you about that when we come back. I won't be talking about it, but somebody will. We'll, we'll go over the uh, the details of next week when we come back. Plus, a little basketball update. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. If they call a celebration penalty on this, I'll shoot them. One more time here on Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys sticking with me here for the uh, the full hour. Uh, so next week, today, one week from today, will be National Signing Day. Now, I am not a smart man, and I really did think that today was National Signing Day a couple months ago when I agreed to go on vacation next week. But it wasn't, so here we are. However, I will not leave you stranded. I have I have called in for some backup. So as not to subject you to Richard Cross and Michael Borky trying to discuss Mississippi State recruiting. We can't have that now, can we? Robbie Falk, my podcast partner, will join Sports Talk Mississippi on Wednesday, December the 21st, for the full three hours, and he will host 
Thunder and Lightning Live on uh, Wednesday night to give you a full recap of signing day and everything Mississippi State related that has happened that day. So, no worries, no concerns. We got you covered here with plenty of Bulldog information as it pertains to National Signing Day. Wanted to, I was thinking about telling Rhino we needed to pre-record, and I was like, man, that's a, I'm leaving on Sunday. That's going to be a tough one. And then I remembered it was National Signing Day, Rhino, and I was like, nope, got to come up with a plan B. So <laughs> thankfully Robbie was uh, Robbie was willing to go along with that. So uh, let's take a look real quick over at uh, the Mississippi uh, Coliseum. Jackson State out to a 16-7 lead over Mississippi State with 10 minutes and 9 seconds left. Uh in the first half there, State, a notorious uh, slow starting team, uh, but now 16-8. to eight, A couple of free throws made by Shaq Moore. It could be much worse. Ole Miss was losing 21 nothing in basketball. Who would have guessed? I didn't know that such a thing was even possible. Anyway, it's Mississippi State looking to go 10-0 and on the season. Uh, ranked currently 17th in the poll. I keep, I'm impressed every time I watch that team. But they do need to get it turned around here uh, against Jackson State, which I, I assume they will. I, I will make that assumption. Jackson State's shooting 70% from the floor right this second. State's only shooting 20%. Call me crazy. I feel like that's going to balance out uh, at some point. So State has this one left, and then Nickel State, and then uh, the game with Drake. Drake, I think, has an opportunity to be a quad uh, two win if State can get it. Um. I think their their net is currently ninety, and it's a neutral site, so you have the op- you have the opportunity there. I think that's that that puts you in quad too. I could be wrong on that. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. So basketball has been really fun though this year, which I would never have guessed early in the season. I never never would have thought this team could be as good as they've been um, so far. They're, they've been a pleasure to watch. Chris Jans, you can't help but be impressed with the guy. You really can't. You, you, you watch the way he plays, and 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 yeah, it's just been it's really been something to uh to 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 behold uh, the way he's got this team playing. I was just looking at the live stats here; they've got it all mixed up here. They've got states stats, they got the state logo on the Jackson State stats, and it just threw me off. I was like, wait a minute, how is state losing and and, and shooting sixty four percent? Okay, I got I got it now, guys. We're okay. We're all going to be okay. Let's all calm down. Anyway. Uh, tomorrow on Sports Talk Mississippi, no Richard Cross, I was told. He's, he's off the next two days. So we all got an early Christmas gift. Uh, that was very nice of him to uh, to provide that for us. So Michael Bork and I will recap this game uh, right here. We'll talk some recruiting. And obviously we're going to talk a little bit more about Mississippi State's decision to hire Zach Arnett as the uh, the new head football coach, permanent head football coach. At Mississippi State, already reached out to Mississippi State about trying to get him on. Uh, unlikely to happen this week, so we'll wait until the week uh, after Christmas when I'm back in town to try to get him on the program with us. We've had him on before as defensive coordinator. Now he's the uh, the head coach of Mississippi State. What a what a whirlwind few hours or few days for Mississippi State sports. Um, some unthinkable sadness, tragedy. And now you move into the future, you know. Whether you, whether you want to go forward or not, you have to. And that's just the way life goes. Um, and so Mississippi State will go forward with Zach Arnett as their head football coach, and they will travel to Tampa, and they will attempt to honor their head coach, their former head coach, Mike Leach. It's incredible to talk about Mike Leach in the past tense, guys. 
Uh, yesterday on the podcast, I said something about him, and I said he was, and I was just, I was blown out of my own proportions by having to say that. It's, it really is something to think about and, and all that. I don't want to go too far down the deep road of, you know, love the people around you and all that, but you never know, man. You don't ever know when that, that time's going to come, when the bell's going to ring for you. So make sure you're, you know, as best you can that you're ready. And that you've you've, you've you've done right by everybody around you. So, that being said, I will uh, no thunder and lightning with me. But Robbie Falk, don't forget next week he will uh, take care of you guys on National Signing Day. I'll be on Sports Talk Mississippi on Thursday and Friday before I take the week off uh, to head out on vacation. Guys, have a great night. I'll be back with you very soon. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.